Hey, Josh, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? I'm, I'm good. It's good to be on, fellas. Sorry, I'm, I'm going between jobs. Just finished up day 12 today with Sirius XM and now hopping on with you, go, you yeah, boys. Always glad to be on. Hey, we appreciate it. We've just been arguing here about uh, Kim Mulkey's Lady Bears, 17-2, and 12-1 in the league. And, you know, uh, number seven in the country and i'm like well, hang on a second and then i'm looking at their rpi they're number four w- w- what do you see with kim mulkey's basketball team funny enough you mentioned that we actually just had kim on today and you know she talked about how the team's grown throughout the year and i think coaches this season whether it be men's or women's basketball have just been enamored with the way that their teams have dealt with the adversity and uh you know one thing that she talked about was the way that they uh, really motivated to play teams like Texas, and they were able to shut down uh, Charlie Collier. And so, you know, th- their team, I think, is able to address other teams' uh, strengths and then take care of them. And I-, I think that's why you've seen this team feels like it- they improve as they go through the season. Also, too, their one loss against Iowa State, they weren't at full strength. So I think the fact that they're at full strength now bodes well for them moving forward. In your mind, are they a one seed in the tournament, or are they a, a two seed? Well, I think pedigree makes you think they're a one seed, right? I mean, that's just kind of how I feel about it. You know, and I guess that's not the way you should look at it, but for me, reputation-wise, I feel like they almost deserve the Mm -hmm. one seed. So I'm going to go with that as the answer. I think that's a valid answer. I, I still think I think they're going to end up as a two seed, just how things are, and they got too much work ahead. But you're right. I, I, if you look at the pedigree, they definitely are a one seed. Over on the men's side, last night, obviously, you have that long three week layoff with COVID. You come out, you play an Iowa State team. I don't think anybody really expected them to just come out and look flawless. Um, but when you look at this Baylor team, we talked about it multiple times here. The only thing that really stands in their way is COVID or maybe the ice storm we had last week. Can you identify a weakness with this program? No, there's no weakness. And, and their ability, they're like another one of those teams that is able to address whatever type of game they're playing, whatever type of team they're playing, and they can find a way to win. They beat teams like Texas. They beat teams, you know, uh, like a Kansas, you know, low-scoring teams, high-scoring teams all over the map, and Baylor's always found ways to get the job done. You know, whether we have questions about, hey, do they have height to rebound with a Texas? Well, no, they have the toughness, though, to do it. And they're, whatever they're, you know, they're able to really address each, each team they play and find a way. Like last night, you know, Flagler goes for 22 points, and uh, no Jonathan Chamwachachua, but last night Mark Vital was a beast. Yeah, he had three points, but he had 15 boards and three blocks. So whatever comes their way, they just had this ability to work through it and to find ways to win. And I think, you know, I think about Gonzaga, right? They play one way. They want to get you up and down, and that's the way they win. Baylor says, fine, we'll play whatever pace you want to play, but we've got the guys to win. And that way, if you want to play in the 60s, we'll, we'll play and beat you in the 60s. You want to play in the 80s, we'll beat you in the 80s. And that's what makes them such a, uh, you know, such a great team, I think. Josh, the uh... – the Big 12 got together yesterday, in fact, mm-hmm. and they've tweaked what they're going to do as far as scheduling is concerned. Just your overall thoughts on 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 the competitiveness and the fairness of, of what the, the league has done, because the Bears and West Virginia were staring, what, six games in 14 days or something like that. Right, and so that that's the key here. Is they're trying to make it as fair as possible. Here's what I'll say for this. Baylor's stretch is really, excuse me, it's really, really hard. But 
it's going to be, you know, as hard as it is, I mean, it's fair considering what it could have been, right? Like, it could have been a lot worse than what they're staring at. But right now they've got West Virginia on the road. Then they're going to have, uh, let's see, I believe next they've got Oklahoma State at home. And then after that they're going to round up with Texas Tech at home. So they get two home games. I know it's three games in five days and right before the, the, the tournament. But I, I, think, I think it's fair in my opinion. And, and really – Here's the thing. Nothing about this year has been fair. Their long break was not. I mean, people think for some reason it was an advantage for them. They're not ducking anybody. They're just they're not. I think it's I think it's laughable when teams are saying you know Baylor's ducking them. Look, Baylor had Gonzaga on the schedule. Baylor's played every single game possible they can play. And they've won all of them. They're not now. You know, they're not coasting and trying to sit and avoid playing games. Those guys, that team, Scott Drew, they want to play. So I think the schedule is pretty fair. I think it's probably the best out of a bad situation, if you ask me. Hey, and Josh, one thing that we all have to keep in mind, the uh, the Big 12 says you have to have 13 games to be considered for the conference champion. Well, the Bears have 14 scheduled now, so there's no wiggle room, really. Yeah, there's none. There, there's there's none. I mean, I think they're going to get the games in, too, at this point. You know, it feels, Knock on wood, I guess you could say, but it feels like at this point in time they're going to get the games in. And they're up, what, five, four or five games of loss column? I mean, Oklahoma and Kansas both lost last night. So there's no legitimate claim that they're not the best team in the conference. And also there's no legitimate claim that they're not the conference champion. And up next for the Baylor man is going to be Kansas. And last night the, the Jayhawks, they looked, I mean, they had turned things around and then things just fell apart in Austin last night. What did you see from Kansas in the second half and that debacle? And do you see that carrying over this Saturday against Baylor? Uh, they're just not a good offensive team is the problem. And so what's interesting, I was, I was speaking to Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star, and we're talking about what, what Kansas does on ball screen defense. So they've really adjusted it this season. They used to switch basically on everything. But what they do now is they switch on everything except for when they've got McCormick. So the guards all have to be aware of where David McCormick is, and he has to communicate with them about how to switch. And, and here's the thing. A team like Texas, it's dizzying trying to switch onto all three of those guards. And for Baylor, they've got three guards in the perimeter in Teague, Mitchell, and then also in Butler that present that same challenge. So I think matchup-wise, Baylor is a really bad matchup. I think Kansas, while they've been playing better lately, look, their flaw is they just can't score with the best teams in the country. If the game is, you know, if it's being played, uh, above 75, they're going to lose. I mean, pretty much every single time. Look at their wins. It's, it's, game, it's games where it's in the 60s and low 70s. That's where they thrive, and Baylor's got the offense to push it into the 70s and 80s. And I actually thought Kansas gave a pretty good run the first time around, and I'm, I expect them to do it again because it's a stiff defensive challenge. But I, I still favor Baylor just because we know what Kansas is at this point. It can be a great defensive team. But if Baylor is able to feel somewhat healthy, I think they should take care of business. I want to switch gears on you one uh, real quick. Sam Ellinger was named the Jason Witten Collegiate Man of the Year. That award, I mean, that's an excellent summarization of his career, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, this guy is Mr. Texas football. You know, it, he's everything. When you talk about a guy who's, you know, a Texas Longhorn, grew up, wanted to be a Longhorn, became a Longhorn. And what's interesting, actually, is that, you know, I'm not sure if you guys heard this, but he said that he wanted to watch every offensive snap from every NFL game this year. That's what he said, I think, when he got the award. And so, what a, I mean, what, what an idea to do. And, and look, this is a guy that when the Senior Bowl happened, 
he was texting Jim Nagy, the director of the Senior Bowl, asking him which team he would be on so he could get the playbook and start already preparing for the Senior Bowl. I do not think much of him as a pro, pro, uh, pro prospect. Mm-hmm. I do think a ton of him as a person and as a guy who wants to work to be the best possible version of himself. Whether that version is a starting quarterback or a backup quarterback or a quarterback coach, which I think is really honestly going to be his best path uh, because this guy just loves the game and is, is so about it. Um, he's going to be successful. And I think this award speaks to that kind of personality that he has. Hey, Josh, uh, what do you got coming up with the podcast and where can our listeners go find that podcast? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, Locked on Big 12, you guys can check it out this week. We have a conversation with Jesse Dole. If you want to learn more about the Jayhawks, we had an awesome 30-minute conversation on yesterday's show. Talk to my friend Robbie Toronto and producer of uh, Big 12 today on the show today about Big 12 teams and really where they fit in in terms of their uh, uh, conference tournament outlook and then the the NCAA tournament outlook for a lot of these teams, their first weekend or second weekend teams. You can find it wherever you guys get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, look up Locked On Big 12. Follow us on Twitter at LO Big 12 and follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Josh, thanks, man. We appreciate your time, buddy. Always love it, guys. Have a good one. You do the same. Josh Neighbors from the Locked On Big 12 podcast.